This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. A young man who was not thought well of. He was the youngest boy of 11 sons. And as it is oftentimes, the baby gets the what? The candy, right? And so in, in this instance, uh, the baby got a coat. Amen? Why? Because the daddy loved that young boy. Now, he had ten others, but he loved that one. He favored that one. Amen? What does the Bible tell us about favor? About favoritism. Amen? We're not to, to, to express favoritism toward somebody or toward one of our children, toward our dads, toward our daughters, mamas, toward our boys. Because favoritism brings on division. Does it not? Does it not? Genesis 37, verse 3. Favoritism speaks of the danger. It speaks of the danger of favoritism. Malachi 2.9 reveals the double standard of favoritism. Anybody with me? 1 Corinthians 4.6 speaks of how it causes division in the church. See? So, so this whole thing of showing favoritism goes against the biblical definition of love. Because we're supposed to love Everybody, right? And if you can't love everybody, but don't be so expressive about one body. Amen? That's going to hurt somebody else's feelings. And, and we can't please everybody. But if we'll strive to please the Lord, he'll give us directions on how we are to care for each other. Amen? And to love on each other. Amen. Who, he'll tell us who to bless and when to bless him. He'll tell you who to go to and who to stay away from. Amen. But this thing about favoritism has caused many schism in the life of the church. It has. It has. And in the life and, and in homes where we've, we've basically driven people away from their homes because they not felt like they were loved. So I want you to join me this morning in Genesis chapter 37, verse 3. Genesis chapter 37, verse 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his other brothers, they hated him 
and could not speak peaceably to him. Do you see that? And hate's a strong word. These were, this was their little brother. But the spirit of hate rose up in them. Verse 5. And here we go. Joseph had a dream. And he told it to his brothers. And they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear my dream, which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheep rose up and also stood, and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheep. Verse 8. And his brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Verse 9. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers. And they said, look. He says, look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun and the moon, and even the stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed bow down to the earth before you? Amen. There's more to this text than meets the eye. Because what was going on here was God's divine purpose running through Joseph's life. But it was not all about Joseph. This was also about Christ. Amen? This was a foretelling of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it started back here in the book of Genesis. Because we know the similarities, the parallels between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Amen? His brothers hated him. And eventually, his brothers wanted to kill him and wanted to do it. But his brother didn't run away. And the Bible says that he did, in fact, stay with his father, brothers out to the field. And one day his dad said, boy, I want you to go out and find your brothers. They're out there somewhere. I want you to go out and find them. So he's a good young man. He gets help and he goes out and he looks for his father. And he, he meets a man on the road. This man is unnamed in the Bible. And the man tells him where his brothers are at. And, he's, and he goes and then he sees his brothers. But watch this. But then his brothers see him from afar. They see him coming. And they say, look, there's that, that boy, that, that father's boy. There he is. Perhaps we should do something. What? Let's throw him in a pit. Let's get rid of him. Let's take that coat, that beautiful coat that, that, that dad made and, and, and grab a sheep and, and put, put blood on it. And then we can take it back and say, oh, he died. 
the less people will go through to stop you. I'm trying to talk to somebody this morning. <laughs> because what we see here is, is what was concocted by his brothers when they saw that young man coming. Here's what I want to share with you this morning. Joseph was coming, but Joseph wasn't afraid. Joseph knew who he was, amen? At a very young age, he knew who he was, and he knew his God. He knew not only what, what he was, but he knew where God was taking him. Watch this. The enemy always knows where God is taking you. Amen? The enemy always knows how God is blessing you. And sometimes you don't see it yet. And you wonder why, why they treat me so bad? Why, why they treat me so bad? Because the enemy knows that God's providence for your life will bless you and will take you from this station to that station. Come on, help me now. Come on. Your current, look, your current station is not where God wants you to be. But if you'll just keep your head up high, amen? If you'll just hold your head up, if you just keep your head up high and not look down at the things of the earth, you'll be going like Joseph to where God was taking him. Now, now, now at one point, they had concocted this so well. They said, well, you know what? Let's, let's just kill him. Let's just kill him and do that thing with his coat. See? But then... And, and listen to this. This is, how, this is how conniving the enemy is. Because I'm, this is talking about Joseph, but what I'm going to share with you is that this is really about you, church. This is really all about you. They said, why should we kill him? Why don't we just sell him and put some change in our pockets? Do you see that? Do you see the parallel? Jesus was sold out. Amen. They sold him for 20 shackles. They sold Joseph for 20 shackles of silver. And then Joseph was taken down to Egypt. Watch this. Whenever, whenever the enemy sees where God is taking you, he's going to raise up to stop you. Hear me now. Hear me. And you would think, well, that, that, that Joseph got thrown into a pit. Then they pulled him out of the pit, sold him for 20 shackles of silver. He's gone. No, he's not. And somebody sold you out. Amen? Somebody sold you out for 20 shackles of silver, and you are not gone. Hallelujah. You are not gone. Somebody counted you out way back last year but you're not you're not down you're not out amen and the point is that like joseph you're going to have to go through what god wants to take you through amen stop fighting it amen stop fighting it you're going to have to just go through it because in the end providence dictates that you win amen you win you win you win amen Amen. The Bible says in verse 11 that his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Look, there's a very thin line between love and hate. And there's an even thinner line between envy and enmity. Amen. Amen. 
See, it became unbearable for his, for his brothers. There's some folk that you have become unbearable to. <laughs> if you can't say amen, say ouch. <laughs> amen. <laughs> because, because, because we can, you know, sometimes you can only take so much. Am I right? Am I right? You can only take so much. Folk get sick of you quick when you're not playing their tune. Is that all right? But here's where I'm going. God has singled you out for special treatment. Amen. Amen. Joseph was fine because God divine favor rests on him. This is going to make somebody mad. It made, his, it made his brothers mad to the point that they wanted to kill him, but they would, no, let's get some money for him. Divine favor is God singling you out, amen? Singling you out for a blessing. Amen? And, and, and why is that? Because you're special. If you, if, look, if you won't walk in that, if you, won't, if you won't receive that you are very special to your father in heaven, then you will never make it to where he's trying to take you. Joseph understood that. He knew who he was and he knew his God. Amen. He, he knew, he knew what, what, what he would have had to go through. He saw it. God showed it to him. Amen. Look, look the dreams were only confirmation of what God was doing in his life. That's all it was. That's all it was. Somebody stand, laying, laying awake all night long trying to figure out how they can stop you. You need to go to sleep. Amen? Amen? We, we need to rest. Joseph did. He slept good and he dreamed. Amen? Get your rest. Go to sleep. Amen? Go to sleep. God's got you. Hallelujah. God, God's got you. And, and, if you'll just, and if you'll just rest, if you'll just lay down and close your eyes, hallelujah, he'll give you sweet dreams. But you might want, not want to tell the dream. Just, just saying. You, you, might, you, might, you, might, you might not want to tell Joseph. That young boy, he told the dream. You can't tell everybody what God is doing in your life. The enemy is already mad about what he's doing in your life. You telling, you telling it to him is like saying, see, see, no, a thousand times no. Even what you see is nothing compared to what God is really doing. Hallelujah. I got three people over here. Regardless of what you see and what it looks like, God's got that covered. And what you, what you think and you can ask for, he's gone way past that. Amen? Amen? Amen. The Bible says, I love this. So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, 
it shall not return to me void. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return void, but it shall accomplish what I please. Hallelujah. And it shall prosper. There it is. And it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. Come on now. His plans for your life cannot be measured. See, and that's where we get in trouble. We start counting. <laughs> I got this. I got that. Oh, if I can only have five more pairs of shoes. <laughs> if I can have a bigger house. No, no, no. His, his plans, his purpose for your life cannot be measured. They are greater than anything you can ask or think. Watch this. They cannot be defined or confined by your current condition or circumstances. Amen? Amen? They transcend the boundaries of earthly calculations and take into account the unmeasurable resources of the universe. God, I'm trying to help somebody here. What God has for you is more than you can ask or think. So stop putting him in a box. Stop, stop, stop belittling him. God wants, he wants more for you than you want for yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you can't measure it. So stop trying to count your nickels. God. 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 He's got more for us than that. He's got more for you than nickels. Where he's taking you, money won't count. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You won't be able, look, you won't be able to buy your way into that place he's taking to you. So I, I, I know your situation, your circumstances looks like what it looks like right now. Right now. Right now, God is taking you to the next station. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's taking you to the next station. Amen. Amen. Look, every word God has spoken over your life shall be accomplished and shall prosper in the thing in which he sent it. Not some of his word, all of his word. Hallelujah. All of his word. All of it. All, all, not, 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 not just some, no. All of his word. Everything, every, every word the Lord has spoken, hallelujah, into your life, he shall bring to pass. Amen. Amen. In verse 26, they, they sold him into slavery. We understand that. But Joseph never questioned why. The boy never questioned why. He understood where God was taking him. He didn't say, oh, why is this happening to No, no. He was 17 years old, and he manned up to the situation and never questioned why. See, when you know your God, amen, you don't need to know why. Amen. That young, that young man slept good. See, 
and you ought to start sleeping good too. Me laying up all night long, worried about what somebody said about you, or worried about what you think this, the next shoe's going to drop. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. God got that person and your shoe. Amen. Amen. He never questioned why. He understood where God was taking him. His self-assurance molded by pain and combined with the personal knowledge of God allowed him to survive and prosper where most folk would fail. Most of us here today are one blessing shy because we don't really know our God. Because you want, you want everything that God has for you, right? Right? Trust him. Amen? Trust him. Because there's some things you're holding on to that you think, well, you know, I got to, I got to. No, you don't. If you'll trust your God, he'll take you to the next station. And everybody's not going to be able to go. You're going to have to leave some folk at this station. Is that all right? I know you want I know you want Sally to go. I know you want cousin Skeeter to go, but no. Just saying. And church, when you go through your storm, it's always better to know God than to know why. Know your God. Know him. In the past 11 months, I've had three major surgeries. And 11 days ago, I had eye surgery. And I never questioned why. I know my God. Hallelujah. 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 Never see him, never see your God through the lens of your losses. He's bigger than that stuff. Come on. You better shake some of that stuff off. He, he's bigger. Look, if somebody walked out of your life, Why? Why? Because God's taking you to another station and they can't go. Amen? Amen. Amen. Never see God through the lens of your losses. He's bigger than that stuff. Amen? And his providence for you dictates that in the end of all that stuff you're going through, you win. Amen? Amen. Amen. The Bible says, Job 8. Though your beginning was insignificant. I like this. Though in the beginning, though your beginning was insignificant, yet your end will increase greatly. Hallelujah. I didn't write that. Amen. So it doesn't matter what it looks like right now. It doesn't matter. In fact, he has you right where you need to be. So he, can grow, so he can 
move you. Look, some folk are so... Some folk are so anchored in earthly stuff. Amen? They're too heavy to move. I'm going to just be nice. God's not going to take that mess where you're going. Amen? Amen? He's not. Joseph rose in power from slave to ruler of Egypt. As the Lord moves you from your current station to the next, it's going to upset some people. Don't be a people pleaser. They will lay awake at night trying to figure out why you and not them. Amen? And sometimes the shoe is on the other foot, isn't it? You go to sleep. Amen? Get your rest. He wants you to have sweet dreams. Why is that? Because his divine favor rests on you. Amen? It rests on you. You have been singled out. I love this. You have been singled out for God's divine favor. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, favor ain't fair. Amen. Amen. And so people get mad, people get upset, but I want you to know that all of this, the you know, book of Genesis represents the beginning. I want you to know that all of this is really about you. It's really about you seeing God for who he is. He's bigger than all this stuff down here. I think Pastor Abiola said that earlier. He's, he's bigger than all this stuff. He's bigger than your current situation. But he wants to move you to the next. Amen? Amen? At a glance, your circumstances may not look good. But your position is perfect. Amen? Amen? Your position is perfect because he has singled you out for his divine favor. But if you start running over here and running over there and, and, and asking somebody what they think about you over here, asking somebody over there, what you think about me? Your current circumstances may not look good, but your position is perfect before your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? And if you just got to look, then look up to the heavens where your help comes from. If you just, just got to be looking, looking over somebody's fence, if you just got to be looking, looking at what you don't have in your cabinet, what you don't, what you don't have, if you just got to look, look to the heavens, church, where your help comes from. Amen? Now listen. You've been through some things, and the enemy has told you that your best days are behind you. He's a liar. The divine favor of the Lord rests on you. Hallelujah. 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 And no devil in hell can do it, do anything about it. Amen. His divine favor rests on you. He has singled you out 
for special treatment. Tell your neighbor, I'm special. Hallelujah. Come on, be, be special. Walk, walk special. Amen. Amen. Get your stroll on because you're special. You're special. Not to your neighbor, not to the people on your job. You're special to your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. And he has singled you out for divine favor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm special. I am special. Your best days and your blessed days are before you. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.